Here we go. Week three of our Love and Relationship series. We, we did two weeks before Collide West Conference. We took a quick little break because Collide West Conference. We got week three tonight, and then we're going to finish things up next week. Uh, what I'm so excited about tonight is that we got the opportunity to have five incredible people. I'm going to come back here. Five incredible people uh, that are with us that are a part of our, our Living Water Youth Adult Leader Team. So these are five people a lot of you know. Yeah, come on. Yeah. These are, these are five, five people, a lot of you. Hey, am I good? Jude, am I good? I feel like I'm just, I'm hitting an echo, but is that just me? Cool. These are five people, a lot of you know. Uh, if you don't know, these are amazing people. So I, I, you can trust that what they say is coming from a place of, yeah, I feel like it's still there. No, it is. It's feedback. I can totally hear it. Okay, cool. Uh, I just have, my voice is just so like, it's just so strong and so powerful just makes the systems just freak out. It's weird. Um, so tonight, I got an opportunity. I'm gonna, we're going to walk through some things. Why they're up here is, one, they love Jesus. They're the real deal. They're not putting facades on and trying to be people they're not. Those are two pretty big deals. Those are big things in life, loving Jesus and then being real. And a lot of the world is, is becoming more and more, it's decreasing, that world of things. Like people that are genuinely loving Jesus and being real and being honest with their stuff. I love these five because of that. Um, and, man, I'm so thankful for our adult, our adult leader team. We're going to get right into it. I've got some questions that I, I have prepared for them, but also that you, some of you have sent in in our previous weeks through our anonymous text app, which tonight, depending on the time, we will open up for a quick window um, so that if you have questions that are specific to these five, you can ask the question, text it in anonymously. Um, and then also with that, next week as our final week of our Love and Relationship series, we are going to take uh, almost, we're going we're gonna to refine all of the questions that have come in that we have not been able to answer in regard to Love and Relationships. And we're going to do our very, very best to hit those that we have not talked about yet. Um, which also gives you a chance tonight, if you want to ask a few more questions, you can, because next week, our final week, we're going we're gonna to answer some of those and, uh, and walk through them together. So, but tonight, quick intro, if we can, everybody, if you wouldn't mind just saying your name, how old you are, uh, how long you've been serving as an adult leader in LWI, okay, so age, name, age, how long you've been serving as an adult leader. If you want to say your job, you can say your job, yeah. and then the most important... <laughs> Most important question, most important question is, uh, what does your Facebook relationship status say currently right now? That's the last question. Ready? Let's start with Jay. Sick. All right. Um, hi, my name's Jay. Um, let's see. What was next? How long? Age? How old are you? My age. All right. I turned 26 in two weeks. Yeah, I'm an old dude now. 26? Yeah. Woo! Yeah, it's a, my birthday falls on a Sunday this year. It's next crazy. week? Two St. Weeks. Patrick's. 17th. Wait. St. Patrick's Day. Um, How long have you been serving as an adult leader? An adult leader. Let's see. I served for a year when I was in Anthem, and then I moved so away. So you're saying you're, an, you're Anthem alumni? Yeah. Hey! I got that ring. Come on, baby. All right. <laughs> Keep going. That's right. Um, and then I came back, and I've been serving since... You, were, you got here, actually. Since September 2017. A year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Way to go. Give it up for oh. Jay. And oh. I forgot, I used to work at Capitol High School, but as of tomorrow, I actually work at Olympia High School. Hey! So, yeah, that's going to happen. Oh, yeah, and my relationship status is single. Hey, oh, uh, come on. Okay, moving on down. Here we I feel go. I like I'm at a game show. 
My name is Brittany. I am gonna turn 26 in two months. I know, I look 16, don't let it fool you, it's fine. Um, I have been serving here for about two and a half years. Uh, job, yo, I love my job. I am so blessed to work at one of the coolest hair salons in Tumwater, it's called Lone Star Salon. We actually find out in like two weeks if we won best salon in the South Sound. We're hey, in the top three. Come on. Okay, I know, right? Super cool. Um, <laughs> Facebook status. Fit single as a Pringle. But the thing is, there ain't nothing wrong with Pringles. They're the only chip company that does not sell air. So it's fine. Oh, hey, hey. <laughs> Hello, my name is Taylor. Um, <laughs> Okay, um, anyways, uh, I am 25 years old. Um, my job, I am a substitute teacher. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm a... Uh, <laughs> I, I work for sports companies. <laughs> She's a model. Uh, yeah, I do that. I'm a model as well. Um, Taylor's a model, and she, she models for Nike. Let's just be clear. Like... It's a real deal. It's a big deal. That's it? Oh, uh, no, Facebook status. Facebook, oh, Facebook. I honestly don't think I have a Facebook status for that. You can check, but I'm uh, N-A. There you go. Boom. <laughs> Moving down. Last two. Yep. <laughs> My name is Evan, and I am 25 years old. Uh, pretty old. Yeah. I have been here <laughs> serving for... Three and a half, four years? I don't remember. It's a long time. And I'm a PE teacher at Evergreen Christian School. And I am engaged hey. to this one right here. Um, I'm Kira. I'm 22, so I'm a little bit younger. Um, I'm a barista at Cutters Point, and then I also am full-time school, and then I also am a substitute teacher. Um, and I've been here for about, like, three years and I'm engaged to him, so yeah. Come on, give it up for all these guys. Way to go. So as you, as you can see, we've got, we've got three people up here that are single and we've got an engaged couple and I, I love this opportunity tonight to hear from them through the lens of some of these questions because we've only had married couples up here sharing from the platform in our, our relationship series so far. But a couple things just to lay the context before we get into these questions. One, a lot of the time marriage can be glorified as the end goal. And it's actually not. Like the Bible is pretty clear that marriage, that marriage is amazing. It's a gift from God. God's designed it. But it's not the end goal. Like once Preach. you're married, you got it. You got it all. Uh, here's why we know that. Jesus, who is our Savior, who we, we follow with all of our lives, a lot of us, we, he was single. Uh, Paul, one of the greatest contributors, 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 contributors to the, the, the Christian faith, wrote uh, more, more than two-thirds of the New Testament. The dude is an absolute stud. He was single. There's lots of amazing men and women throughout history that have been single and have lived very fulfilled lives. Now, contextually and where we are culturally, that's not as practiced living the, our entire lives with that being the thing. But sometimes we can make it this like, oh, you're single? Well, you're missing something that God has for you or God's best for you, which is false. It's not biblical at all. And I would love tonight, because the three people that are up here that are in this season are going to share a little bit of their hearts to these questions, but it's important for you to see it too, that in a world where we've, we've almost made a marriage an idol to worship, and then once we get it, 
we become, we become uh, slaves to it. And then all of a sudden it fails us. And all of a sudden we think something's wrong with the person that we're married to. And then we want a new one because there's something. And it just breaks apart. And we see a lot of that in society now. I say all that to say I'm married. I love being married. I wanted to be married since I was like three and a half. Um, <laughs> but as these people share tonight, it's just important for you to know it's okay uh, that that singleness, whether it's for a season or it's for for a lot of your life or your entire life, is demonstrated and modeled throughout Scripture in a way that's fully walking in God's will. That's so important because we live in a world and a culture that magnifies and glorifies it as the end goal, and it's it's not. It's a it's a part of the journey for for a lot of people, but not for all people. So that's important, and that's why I've got them up here. And in the same breath. Uh, Evan and Kira, who are engaged, a lot of you have gotten to be a part of their lives through their dating life, uh, although they're technically still dating, and you never really stop dating. You know, some of my married people are in the house. Woo-woo. You never really, come on, you never really stop dating. If, in fact, if you stop dating, look out. You better, you better get on that date train real quick, because otherwise marriage is going to be rough. Date until you die. But you, a lot of you have gotten to see them in their dating relationship and now newly engaged relationship as they're navigating being engaged which I know a lot of people in this place, that's something that you do desire. You do want to be uh, en- engaged and married one day. So we're going to get to hear from the five of them through some of these perspectives. And uh, we'll just dive right into it. So guys, I'm going to ask a couple questions that are going to be to the group. And one or two of you probably can answer per question. And then we're going to get to uh, a couple different sections. Cool? Here we go. Um, what has been the most difficult thing about your pursuing or about pursuing or dating. This is, this is the way. Pursuing slash dating. What has been the most difficult thing about pursuing slash dating in your experience? <laughs> I think, like, knowing if the guy likes you as a friend or if he likes you like he wants to date you, and that kind of like awkward in between of like you don't know where you stand. Um, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. That's great. That, yeah. Just the, the ambigu- amb- ambiguity, the unknownness of where somebody's at, if they actually like you and they want to move on that, or they just, just like you as a friend. Who else, anybody else want to answer? What's been one of the more difficult things about pursuing or dating in your, in your experience? I would say, oh, sorry. Um, when I tell people that I fully believe that a man should pursue a woman, that I get laughed at, and that people like to make joke, jokes, and they're like, well, you have to put yourself out there somehow. And it's like, well, I firmly believe that a man should pursue a woman. So I would have to say the most difficult part is walking through just the comments and just the laughter and the snickering, even from good friends and coworkers, I'd have to say, because when you do stand your ground, and you guys know, when you follow Jesus, it's you're going to get made fun of. You're going to get laughed at. But being able to stay confident in my belief that a man should pursue a woman is probably been difficult, I would say. Yeah. Next question that's, con- that's kind of into the world of pursuing and, uh, and dating. How, how has technology and social media affected the world of pursuing and dating? from your lens. All right, I got this one. I was talking to somebody this morning about this, actually. Um, My view is that if a relationship is started over texting, Snapchat, Instagram, DMs, whatever it is, it shows a lot of things, but it's probably doomed to fail. Just because if a dude 
is too afraid to come up to you and say, hey, you're hot, I want to go out with you, or whatever he says, not be disrespectful, then that's a sign that there's a problem there. If they're too afraid to talk to you and they want to talk to you behind a screen, then they're probably not ready. So guys, guys, are you taking notes? Do not be afraid. Seriously, Jay, thank you. I was talking to to Lauren about that earlier. (laughs) Evan? Evan's got a response to this one? (laughs) I would say the thing that's really helped Kira and I uh, in our relationship is trying to base our relationship off of person, uh, in-person contact. Um, We make it a big deal about not texting, having big conversations over text. Uh, It makes the conversations sometimes harder, uh, but it's a lot better in the long run. And we don't have to worry about that. Is she going to reply back? Am I going to text first? Is she going to text first? Uh, We try to do that in person as much as we can. What's Can I add just a tiny little tidbit? Yeah, this will be I'll add it right after this because I think this will be connected to it. What's a piece of advice or encouragement you would give to, to these students about how to navigate technology and social media and love and relationships healthily? You guys, Instagram and Snapchat did come did not come out until after we graduated high school. So I know, crazy, right? But one piece of advice that I would give to you that how to navigate through technology and social media is that in-person contact is slowly starting to fade away. People are really just, they don't want to talk to people anymore. We are losing our talent in communicating with people. And there's something about in-face, like in-face, (laughs) in-person, communicating, in-person, face-to-face, thank you, Lauren, communication. There's just something so different about it because when you're texting someone, you don't know their emotion behind it because you cannot see their facial expressions. You don't know their tone. You don't know the way that things are being communicated because you can read something completely differently than how it was read. So if you are at a loss with how someone has communicated something, do not be afraid to ask. Be like, hey, is this what you meant by that? And you may feel awkward. You may feel a little weird asking that, but that shows that you have a strength in communication. So... I would say that when you're trying to navigate through social media, don't just keep it on social media. Like Jay said, if someone is trying to start a relationship over social media, yeah, you hear all the time all these stories of people, long-distance relationships that have met online, but make sure that you keep some in person, I would definitely say. That's good. Let me say one thing to the world of social media, and then we're going to move on to the next question because we haven't hit on this yet. But, man, something that I realize is a reality for this next generation more than it ever was for us uh, is the world of, like, sexting, the world of, like, Snapchat, stuff that's just, like, physical pictures, videos, and things that are inappropriate to each other. Let me just be real because you all, some of you, I know some of you have, have experienced it or you know somebody that has. Almost every single person in this room is connected to somebody who that's been a part of, uh, a part of their, their reality. Let me speak to it just for a moment. Um, it 100% doesn't honor God, okay, just out of the gate. Uh, let me say this, though, with a tone of, like, love. Uh, if you are a part of that or you're in a relationship or you've been connected to that, uh, there's grace for you, but it's got to stop, like, tonight. Here's why. Uh, you are degrading the, the person that that's happening with 
And a lot of times what happens is guys are, are because of the, the saturation of p- pornography and things that have just been on the digital screens for a lot of us growing up, we get, we get accustomed to that being like what we need and what we want. And so there begins to be a, p- a pushing towards people in Snapchat and our text world that guys, statistically, as these kind of things have come out, my wife used to work at a pregnancy center and they had a ton of research going into middle schools and high schools where they would do presentations about sexting and all the, the stats that are coming out. Uh, is that most of the stuff is guys pressing girls like, hey, send me this. Hey, I want to see this. Whatever. Okay. Let me just be real for a second. Like that doesn't honor God and it does not love that girl as a sister in Christ. And if you're a part of it, like it's got to end tonight. You got grace. God's forgiven you. But if you really value them and ladies, if that's happening to you and that's a God that is, is saying, yeah, is, is, is bringing you into that world, drop them like it's hot. Like phone like, screen name deleted out like phone number is gone block that block that bad boy like like no tomorrow listen you will never regret that block you will never regret that delete here here's why you're you're more valuable than that and in a guy that is asking you for those kind of things or demanding those kind of things is not thinking of you in the best kind of interest for you and so just tonight there's grace if you've been a part of that, if you feel if you feel ashamed or embarrassed that you you engaged in that as a person sending or or receiving those things, tonight is an opportunity. God's got grace for you. You're not gonna walk in here and be like, man, I came and I felt condemned and guilty. No, heck no. That's real. But Jesus wants to forgive you, and you gotta walk out of here as a new person in that world, saying like, I'm not I'm not gonna participate in that anymore. Gentlemen, step up, lead the way. You don't you don't. You don't participate with that stuff anymore. Even all of your guy friends that might or all your teammates that might, it ends with you. You get to be the person that says, no, I'm not going to be a part of that. I value these ladies more than, than that in Jesus' name. Cool? Cool. If you want to talk to me more about that, I'd love to because I know that's real. We don't talk about it, though. But y'all, a lot of you have experienced it, and we wanted to hit it tonight. So, okay, quickly coming back here. What advice would you give somebody who really wants a relationship with someone and they like them? But the person they like doesn't like them back the same way. Play the long game and wait it out or move on. What kind of advice would you give to that person? All right, so. I know none of you guys experience that because you just like are, are 100% one for one every time you like somebody, they like you back. But just in case, there's somebody out here. Yeah. Okay. Um, our hearts are valuable. Each and every one of our hearts. Um, They have value. God sees our hearts, and he wants to give us the desires of our hearts. But sometimes we're not seeing them right. Um, And so when I look at this question, like, I've struggled with this before. Like, I've I've liked someone for months in and months out. I'm like, oh, maybe maybe he'll turn around. Maybe he'll be like, oh, I really like you. I want to take you out. But, you know what? It's like... Your time is valuable, and you don't want to waste your time waiting on someone that isn't willing to pursue you yeah. and um, bring, bring life into you. So it's more, more of, yes, you need to move on. I'm sorry. You, you need to move on. Like, it's as simple as that, but really allowing God to be the center of that yeah. and not, uh, where am I going with this? Hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, your, your heart is valuable. And just there's worth so much more than waiting. So in my opinion, don't. That's good. Uh, Levi? Oh, good. (laughs) Thanks, Levi. Anybody anybody else want to respond to that question here before we move on? Yeah, I would just say that 
Is this on? Yeah. Okay. There we go. Uh, if you're waiting on someone, um, it's a big time waster, and you miss out on a lot of things that God has for you. And um, you miss out on time with friends, time with family, time for homework, uh, things you really need to do. Um, that can really mess with you, and if you dwell on it too long, it's it's going to keep going and keep going. Um, so try to move on as fast as you can. And then if that comes up in the future, it comes up in the future uh, with that person. But um, spend time do, doing things that God has for you. That's good. Next question. Do you ever feel like standards can be too high? No. No. I don't, I, I don't think so at all. If you want a man who loves Jesus, if you want a man that has a good family, if you want... There are th- people tell me all the time, that's impossible. You're never going to find a guy like that. It's like, well, I'm going to keep waiting until the Lord brings him because I'm not going to waste my, my heart. I'm not going to waste my life on someone that's not going to be able to give me what I feel like would be best for me. And don't lower your standards. Don't just settle because, oh, this guy called me pretty, so, I mean, I'll just go out with him. Or, oh, he has a nice car but does he love the Lord? Will he treat your heart with respect? Don't settle for someone that's just held the door open for you once. Don't just get excited because, and don't date the first guy that wants to just, wants to date you. Like, what is his, what are his intentions? So I would say that keep those standards high because that shows that you value yourself you value your heart, and you most importantly value Jesus and who he sees you to be. Yeah. That's good. Anybody else want to speak to it? Um, I was going to add on and just say there's a difference between expectations and standards. Um, standards should be held high, but expectations, um, I think that maybe us as girls, I know I do this too, is I set my expectations really high, um, and I set it on Evan. And I expect him to do these things that may be impossible, and that's not because... That's, like, I just want to say, like, there's a difference between standards and expectations. Like, I set my standards high when I met Evan, but now that I'm in this relationship, you really need to think of, like, the expectations you have for that person Um, shouldn't necessarily be as high as those standards because you have to realize, like, we all make mistakes and we're all human. Um, And so setting those expectations are going to be setting it up for failure. Um, and so just having grace in that, but definitely along the lines of Brittany, like setting those standards high and just from a young age of like writing in your journal of like, this is what I want my husband to be, husband to be, and just like standing firm in that and, and just like, yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Real quick, because I have two more I want to hit. Yeah, totally, totally. Hit it. Uh, really quick. So guys and girls, uh, if you don't have a list of non-negotiables for who you want in a spouse, I would say you should make one. Because it's not like, it's not just like super petty things, but it's like, this is something that I have to have in my spouse and it is not possible to waver on that because otherwise you're just shooting the arrow and then drawing the target around it. So you want to make the target and you want to say, these are the things that I absolutely have to have and then look for those things in a person. Yeah, it's good. I brought a list. My my youth pastor told, we talked about lists (laughs) when we were in high school. And I was like, oh, yeah, I got a future wife list. And it was like, it had like, it had like 58 things on it. Yeah. Please. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not kidding. That's not a joke. Um, 
And then I remember bringing it. I was so, so proud of it. And uh, I think I brought our, my youth pastors, they were a married couple that were our high school pastors, and the wife, Marcia, she, I remember she looked at it or she heard about it, and she, she challenged me, and she basically said, like, if your list for the man and the husband you want to be isn't longer than the list of the future wife you're looking for, things are backwards. Shoot. If your list for the man of God and the husband that you want to be one day isn't longer than the list for who your future wife is supposed to be one day, then you got it backwards. And I challenge you, I think the listening is huge because I think you're right. If you don't have the like, this is what I'm looking for, some non-negotiables, loves Jesus, is willing to follow God wherever God calls, all those things that are really important, super important. But more than that is, is the man or the woman and the husband or wife God's called you to be. You need to have that list mapped out because that list, you don't have to wait to work on. You get to get to get on that right here, right now, no matter what season of dating or not dating you're in or marriage or not marriage you're in. So that's, that's really good. A uh, couple more. Um, for the, okay, for the singles for a second, how, how do you, and you know what, even if, if you guys want to speak to it too, Evan Kerry, you can speak to it, but the question, how do you maximize your season of singleness? How do, how do you not let it go to waste? Um, contentment has been a word that I've been speaking over myself. Um, I am definitely very content in my singleness and using um, that word and allowing myself to not waste any moments that I have with my girls, um, that I have with my um, friends, that I have with my, the people I work with, um, just not wasting time. Because I feel like in singleness, a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, you're single, you're 25, like what the heck, you're, something's wrong with you. Um, but maximizing every opportunity that you're able to have to be a light to those around you and not dwelling in this dark place of singleness. Because singleness, to me, is a gift. I have grown so much. I've been able to lead my girls. I've been able to um, grow. <laughs> Thanks. Been, been able to grow in many ways I've never thought I would be able to grow. And um, just not wasting your time. Yeah. Singleness is a gift, whether you like it or not. I have actually been single my whole life. And people are like, what? That's, how is that weird? Has no one ever made like an effort? And it's like, well, no. And I am perfectly okay with that because I love building a relationship with my father. And I don't mean my earthly father. I mean my heavenly father because I have not seen my earthly father since I was five years old. And I feel like this time that the Lord has given me with him is he's able to show me what a true father is. And that's too too precious and too valuable for me. I wouldn't be able to do the things that I can do today if I was in a relationship. I work almost 50 hours a week, and that would be hard if I was in a relationship. That would be so hard. I wouldn't be able to serve in the capacity, just like Taylor said, I wouldn't be able to serve in the capacity that I do. I wouldn't be able to love people the way that I do. And I, I love being single. I really do because I'm not, I value my heart way too much to mess around, really, is what it is. And that is how I maximize my season of singleness. I don't sit here and wait around like, when all my friends are married, all my friends are having children, and I'm just going to sit here and just cry about it. 
that's just wasting time to have fun and enjoy my life. Like, that's seriously what singleness is, is finding out who you are and what you're called and created to be. And my time will come. I believe in that. And it's going to be, my wedding's going to be freaking amazing. But I mean, when that time comes, it's going to be amazing. But until then, I'm just going to love my life now, honestly. So if you are single, cherish that because I'll never get this season back. Honestly, I won't unless my husband dies. But I mean, let's hope that like does not like happen. But I'm serious, guys. Like you will never, ever get this time. You guys will never be teenagers again. And if you're single and you enjoy it, seriously enjoy it because you won't get it back. That's good. To Evan and Kira, uh, just because we got not a ton of time left, but I want to get you guys from real quick. Either both of you can answer or one of you in it and try to give it to this to in a in a quick one because I, I have a follow-up. How did you know? You dated. You dated for a, a good amount. How long did you guys date officially? Until we got engaged. Yeah. Yes. How long um, did you date before you got before you got engaged? Two years. And did you did you guys know? He knows hey! more than I do. Like that. The man. The Guys, man. I was getting there. Takes me a while to do my <laughs> math. How? So, so the question is, how? How did you know? I mean, because I know there's a lot of there's a lot of lover birds in here, a lot yeah. of those hopeless romantics. As I as I was in high school, that was like, mm -hmm. all right, found my future wife. Now we're dating. We like each other or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, when are we gonna get married? Because this is all that says. I cannot wait. <laughs> um. And so I know there's some people in here that they're thinking like, all right, when, how do I know like time is right to make this thing happen now that we've been dating? How did you guys know? How, how did you know? So when I was in high school, I told myself I wasn't going to be in a relationship until I was out of college. Didn't happen at all. I was like a sophomore in, high, or in college when I started dating him. Um, we knew we wanted to get married before, like a couple months before, but I told him that I wanted to at least be dating for two years until we got engaged. Um, I knew I needed to grow up a little bit more. I knew he needed to grow up a little bit more. And I just knew that in our season where we were in, it just wasn't the right season for us to get engaged. And so we talked about it a lot. Um, but for me, I don't know. I just think that like when I was in high school, I remember like liking a boy, but always looking for another guy. But when I met Evan, it was like there was no one else that compared to him. And I, my eyes were so like on him that, there was no other guy that I would even like want to look at because I was like so in love with him. And I mean, it helps to have like the support of your family and your friends to really affirm that, that that person is meant for you. And so that is also like really important, so. And let's be clear, you, you, liked, you liked boys, but then when you saw Evan, you, you saw a man. I just want to be, I just want to be clear because. It also helps that he had like hair down to here and like big <laughs> muscles, so yeah. he definitely was a man. So Lord knows, you're like, yeah, I'm not gonna date till after college, and then Evan walks in, and you're like, never mind. <laughs> I actually, I actually had a crush on him when I was a senior in high school, and he had no idea who I was. And then it was two years later that we met, so I did technically have a crush on him in high school. I just he didn't know who I was, so. Um, <laughs> let me ask this to you guys too. We're gonna we're gonna wrap here for just a minute. Uh, when it comes to your being engaged, when it comes to, to to getting your way towards being married in the next few months, you guys get married in August. Yeah, 
That's awesome. Come on, yeah, you guys, that's awesome. Um, how, how did you slash do you not let your relationship or your engagement or your coming up marriage, how do you not let it become an idol? I'd say we just keep doing and being who God's called us to be um, in our lives, in our work, um, in our time here. Um, continue to um, press into God. Continue to be here with all of you guys. Um, continue to be the people that we were before. And I'm still obviously excited about it, but... We actually have a lot of wedding planning to do still. So. <laughs> yeah. I think that line you just said, continuing to be the people we were yeah. before, is a big one. Yeah. I, I love that. And I've seen that in you guys. Anything you add, Kira? Um, well, it, it's, it's kind of weird because I feel like when you're engaged, like that's all you want to talk about. Um, but I think that it might be different for our relationship is because we are so busy doing the things that we were doing before that I don't want to say we don't have time to be engaged, but it's like we know, like we're kind of past the point of engaged, like we're looking forward to being married, um, but we also are in cherishing the time that we are engaged because a lot of people are like, it's the only season, like you're only engaged once, hopefully. So like cherish that, but also like stay true to who you are, um, but like don't change who you are. But yeah, pretty much what Evan said of like continuing to be who you are, like you don't have to change what you're doing and who you are just when you get engaged. Like, you should still be doing the same things. Yeah. Just like when you're single, you should still be doing, hopefully doing the same things that when you're dating because you don't want to lose who you are in it. So That's good. Really good. Um, like, real last quick thing, I and mean, I won't give you all of the chances. We don't have time, but if just one thing you would say to your high school self, now knowing where you are, about the world of love and relationships, and you just want to deposit real quick to these guys while, while you're up here. Ready, set, go. Listen to your parents. Hey. So my, my parents are in here. What's up? What Honestly, up? it's, it, you do, like, listen, your parents have so much wisdom for you. And looking back now, and, like, all the things that my parents were like, mm, maybe you shouldn't do that. Or, like, I'm going to take this away from you because I know I have something better for you. Like, just listen to your parents. Because in the long run, like, and also realizing, like, if I was a parent, how would I, tr like, how would I discipline myself? So just kind of having that lens and having that respect for parents of like, they are not perfect, but they have wisdom for a purpose. So, can I extend to that? Because those are there's some in here that you don't have, you don't have, you're not part. Your parents aren't in the picture, or one of them's not, or they're just not great people at all. And so, to the extension to that is, uh, listen to your spiritual leaders, yeah. like people that actually care about you. That's that whether they're your guardians or they're, they're your spiritual leaders, people that outside of your guardians, maybe pastors or, or leaders that love you and care about you that can speak into your life. Because I know there's some in here that don't have their parents a part of their life, but man, just that principle extends to the people that are in your life that do speak life to you. That's, that's a great word, Kira. Anybody else? Don't compare your life to other people. I mean, just in general, because comparison is a thief of joy. So other people's story is not your story. People may date earlier in their lives than you will. Be happy for them. Don't be mad. Don't be bitter. Yeah. That's good. Anybody else? We got, we got time. We got, we got time. We just quick, quick snippet like that's perfect. 
Yeah, I would say that I was talking to myself as a senior, just that God has a great plan for you. And sometimes it may not always feel like that or look like that when you're in certain moments outside of high school. Um, but I'm so thankful for all God has brought me through. Um, he's brought Kira in my life, just all my friends and family. Um, she has a great plan for all of you. And I knew that as a senior, but sometimes I forgot. That's good. Taylor, I just want to give you a chance. Um, ladies, um, value and respect not only your heart, but your body. No man will ever be able to complete you on this earth. Once you figure out the relationship between God and you, you'll find your completeness. So value who you are because you are a treasure. Okay? You good? That's good. Uh, I would say... I would say, to quote the comedian John Chris, check your heart. Uh, check your intentions. So do you want to be in a relationship or are you looking that, at that girl because you want to be in a relationship because everyone else is, supposedly? Or do you want to do that just to have that status? Do you want to do that because you've made being in a relationship an idol of some sort? Like, Why are you doing and thinking the way that you are thinking? And really think about what intention you have and are you doing it just because you want to be in a relationship at the time and then you're just going to be done when you're done with high school or who knows what could happen after high school. That affects another person. And I know from personal experience that your actions can really hurt other people. And you don't want to do that. Oh, yeah, that's what I would say. Check your heart. Love it. Will you guys help me thanking these guys up here? Thank you for depositing. Thank you for just not just being people who, who talk the talk up here, but you genuinely walk the walk, all of you. We're so thankful for you. Uh, before we leave tonight, like I mentioned, last, the last week of our series, next Sunday night, 630, Love and Relationships. Let me give you the number, just in case you haven't heard or you haven't got it. The number you can text anonymous questions to, we'll keep it open throughout the week. So you're like, I've been dying, haven't asked this yet. Or maybe you've asked something a couple times and it's just been get, getting buried. You want to re-ask it because it hasn't been answered. Some of you guys are diligent. I love that because like we're up here, we're getting the questions and it's like, you know, copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. And I see you. I see you out there. Um, here's, the here's the number. The text, text the word. Actually, I don't think we can do question. I just realized. So don't, don't do question. I didn't change the slide. That's my bad. Uh, oh, no, actually, that's fine. You need to, if you haven't texted yet, because if you've been a part of this and you've texted an anonymous question to 97000, then you're already in. Uh, if you haven't, you have to text the word relationship. Text the word relationship to 97000, and then it'll send you a message saying, cool, thanks for doing it. Now, you can text, right from that, you can just text the questions to that. 
after you've got it. But if you've got a question about love and relationships, about singleness, about engagement, about any, about marriage, about any of that stuff, next week is going to be our final week. And we're going to comb through those ones that we haven't had a chance to hit or some new ones that come in. So 97000, make sure you text the word relationship first. And then after that, you're in and you can text any question or whatever you want. Nothing's off limits. We've got some crazy, we've got some crazy stuff that's come in there. Um, but uh, we're not going to be able to... I'm not going to answer all of it, but we're going to do, do our best. So let me pray for you and, uh, and remind you also to f- follow our Instagram page because that's where all that stuff is going to be coming with the details for the next things that we've got coming up. I'm so pumped you're here. If you are a guest tonight and this is your first time, what an honor to have you here tonight. We love you. We're so thankful that you joined us. And uh, one more time, will you show your appreciation to these guys for... <laughs> 